You're now experiencing the AJ Nashville podcast. Real people, real problems, real success stories. Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com. I have a special 4th of July podcast with my buddy, Mr. Doug Cook. How's it going, Doug? Hello. Hello, hello. good. You got that lapel mic going on. It actually sounds pretty good on our end. So uh, what I wanted to do is I wanted to do a special 4th of July show. We didn't get a chance to do one yesterday. The internet was down. And actually what happened is they're doing some construction across the road. They have these big bucket trucks out there. One of the trucks reached down and killed all the internet in my building. I would have loved to had recorded a show. However, picking up my MacBook and doing all that other stuff is is pretty intensive. So that's why we're doing this special show. Also, when you're listening to it right now, it is going to be the 4th. We did record this on the 3rd. So happy Independence Day, everybody. What do you think, Doug? Woohoo! Happy Independence Day. I would say by now, most of the people listening to the podcast have probably had maybe a couple of drinks and and uh, maybe grilled out some food or, yeah, some hot dogs, big old wieners in their mouth. <laughs> throw, um, throw back some hot dogs and three sheets to the wind. Right. Throw back a dog. So Perfect time to start your fireworks. It is. It is. And make sure if you are drinking and lighting fireworks, make sure you get it on camera, please. So we can all see. No, we don't condone that. I was just kidding. So, well, with you on here, Doug, now, now you spent half your life in the service. Um, yeah. I would imagine a couple of those times you were deployed or overseas or in a different country during the 4th of July. Is that correct? Yes. Spent so. many years overseas during 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And so over there, it's still the 4th of July. They just don't celebrate it. Okay, so they don't do anything. So you walk out and your people are just like, hey, happy 4th. Well, it depends on where you're deployed to. I mean, there's some areas in the world where you're deployed and every day is like the 4th of July with fireworks and <laughs> explosions and stuff. But no, it's pretty much, it's just like any other day. Right, right. So it's just you gone about your business. You know, like you said, there's some days where the the fireworks and everything are going off every day. But beyond that, if you're in a peaceful, so-called peaceful area, do people just go on about their business? Or, I mean, do you guys still celebrate? Yeah. Do you have parties? Do you say, hey, let's get hammered. It's America's birthday. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, as far as the 4th of July, not as much. More, more for, like, Christmas and Thanksgiving. And you'll know that because of, you know, the chow halls cooking a, a special meal or um, you know, if you're on a, on a, a post, then they may celebrate stuff, but it's nothing like it is back here in the States. So you're telling me that uncle Sam doesn't call you guys and say, Hey, you guys can stand down. You got the 4th of July off, kick back, throw your feet up. There's no threats to the U S because it's America's birthday today. That, that doesn't happen. No. I mean, even though you're overseas, you're not in America. So right. never, never stands down. Yeah, so, so you don't have the freedom. I get that. I get that. So <laughs> I say that, you know, obviously there was some sarcasm behind that, but I say that because right. there's a lot of people celebrating today and thinking that today is all about having the day off, but it's right. not. It's a day that we celebrate, obviously, our independence, but it's also a day that the men and women in, in uniform are overseas still doing the work that is required so we can be independent countries. Right. And, and on top of that, there's a lot of, uh, service members 
working here in country on the 4th of July via, you know, 4th of July parades, uh, 4th of July displays. Um, just because it's a holiday doesn't mean that they're not out working. Right, right. And the post still stay stays open. It still has to be yes. secured. Mm-hmm. Stuff still has to be fixed. Stuff still has to be guarded. You know, there's a, a lot that goes into it. So even if they are stateside, like you said, they're still working. Right. Right. And, you know, they, they try to, most of us try to have a skeleton crew and, and, and let, let, let people, let, you know, service members have their fun and stuff, but you still have to be operational. Right. Right. And that's understandable. So we get into talking about people moving around and being deployed and everything. And as you know, I found out recently, uh, you know, within the past six months or so that I had family that I hadn't been in contact with for, you know, 33 years and brothers and sisters and stuff like that. And and as you know, I believe you know that I have a brother of mine that is still active Marines. Mm-hmm. Um, he is at the San Jose recruiting station currently, but he just found out yesterday they cut orders to send him to Okinawa, mm-hmm. which okay. he's excited to go. I mean, you know, it's, it's another country. He gets to see some beautiful things while he's there. But the shitty thing is from, a civilian standpoint is Okinawa for me is 22 hour flight. You know, yep. the chances of seeing him while he is over there stationed over there is, is slim, very slim. Um, and you don't stop and think about those things. You know, when we think about our service men and women, we think about, Oh my God, what happens if they go to Iraq or Afghanistan or something like that, which is a dangerous place. And, and obviously we don't want them going there. Um, but we forget about people being stationed in areas like Korea you know, Okinawa, things right. like that, where they're still pretty far away from their family. Now, granted, he gets to take his wife and children there, but they have to adapt as well. The military life doesn't care, you know, if your wife and children love Southern California. Right. If you if your duty station changes, they're going, you know. Right. And yep. I, th- I think it's a crazy concept for most of us to comprehend until we are somehow involved in that. And me, exactly. I'm not directly affected by it as far as I don't have to pack up and move, but here's my brother I haven't seen for 33 years. And all of a sudden, Hey, he's going to be gone for another X amount of years. So it's, you know, it's challenging. It's different. And it's something that you don't realize there's another sacrifice there until it Mm -hmm. happens, you know? Right. Yep. So, and I know you, that you've seen it. I know that you've experienced it. You've lived it. Uh, But I just want to bring that to light for the people that are listening that may not have been ever impacted right. in that situation because we always think about it. And we, we tell people, what do we tell service members all the time? Thank you for your service. Right. Meanwhile, the <laughs> wife or the husband's standing there and we forget that, Hey, well, thank you for your service too. Cause you held this, you were the glue to this family. Well, you picked up and moved to different States, different countries, or well, husband or wife was deployed for X amount of months. You know, we forget about that additional piece that actually held everything together. Right. It's funny because you just said something and this is a <clears throat> this is a little off topic, but it's it just kind of shows you the, the thinking between a veteran or service member or a civilian. When you said, um, what do we always tell our service members? You're thinking, thank you for your service. Right. I was about to say, suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> right. And so and, and I mean, and, and that wasn't it, there was no no comedy in it. It's just that's what I thought. What do we always tell service members when it comes to, you know, working on a holiday or or not being all, you know, having to be on duty is, well, hey, suck it up. Right. Right. 
Well, and, and you're 110% correct when you say that there's a, a difference in thinking. So obviously, you know, with that conversation going on, there was other family members and stuff that were talking amongst this group text that I have going on. And he, he being my brother is actually taking it, you know, he's like, Oh, I get to go. And I, you know, I'm going to see these other parts of the world, blah, blah, blah. But more than anything, he said, um, he said, I'm trying to make a difference was, was part of his response. So he doesn't mind that he's going in his mind. He's trying to make a difference, whether it be a difference for his family, a difference in this country, whatever it is. And that's the one thing he's always preached and believed in as a recruiter. What he's doing is changing the lives of the people that he's recruiting, but also keeping this great country free, you know? And, and so I think there is a, a huge mindset difference. I actually, I've heard other veterans kind of laugh when people say, thank you for your service. It's not one of those things they're laughing because civilians are saying it. I think you're right. They're laughing because it's, they're doing what they signed up for. They're doing what, right. you know, unfortunately it was expected of them. And, and I experienced that in areas like VFWs and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. there's conversations a little more in confidence as opposed to out on the open streets. Right. right. So, so what's your big plans for the fourth? Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I got I've got my uh, my two daughters down from, you know, they live four hours away. They're down here visiting, and so we don't have any set plans, but we might, you know, go go in town and check out the festivities. They usually have something at the at the the city park, and then you know, go find some fireworks. Just have a good time. There's going to be some alcohol involved. Naturally, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's... so but. At the same time, you know, I live in southern Utah, right on the Arizona Nevada Utah border, and it's hot as balls. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to find some shade, and I'm going to stay inside. But yeah, it's been it's been hot. Yeah, you know, it's been hot here. And I was thinking back to that. I was thinking about we were in Vegas together, what a month ago. Um, uh-huh. You know, it was it was hot there, but it is so humid in right. Tennessee. It's a different heat. It is. It's amazing that they're able to light fireworks because you would think that the the gunpowder would just get saturated immediately as soon as the <laughs> doors open, you know, from the trucks to unload it. So now are fireworks legal for civilians to shoot off or is that something that only governments, you know, the local city and stuff can use? Well, normally, normally in Utah, they, you know, it, you can light your your own, mm-hmm. um, but they can't go over a certain height. Gotcha. Um, as far as shooting up anything like bottle rockets, stuff like that, you can't you can't use. But like you know, large fountains, whatever. But now, it's, since it's been so dry, there's a fire ban, right? Um, in Utah, there's several forest fires in the state, and so they've kind of put a kibosh on, you know, all. When I say fireworks, you know, you have little poppets and sparklers and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. when it comes to firecrackers and maybe stuff like that you can't so that's where the government or you know the city officials municipalities yeah right right they'll have their own fireworks show that's heavily controlled well see and that's that's the difference because here they're like everything stays so moist you can blow up whatever you want like i'm going to a party tomorrow which is the fourth and the theme is bring whatever you want to blow up you like to blow shit up bring that too you know so and there's there's fireworks tents everywhere. I could drive a half mile either way, and I'd hit at least two or three uh, fireworks tents over there. You know, and that's funny. Yeah. That stuff isn't cheap. I mean, you go out no. there, you know, you see these nice little neighborhood 
fireworks displays and everything else, you forget those men and women spend three, four, five, six hundred dollars, if not more, on these little displays right. that last a short period of time. But it is definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, and they're celebrating. They are. You know, it's it's uh it's interesting. It's fun. Well, and we'll get an extra two or three weeks of freedom and an extra two or three weeks of celebration because those tents are so close in proximity and because the fourth eventually comes to an end and the fifth rolls over, all those tents say, hey, by the way, we're going to sell everything that we have left over 70% off and all the local kids buy it and they blow Mm -hmm. it up at 1130 at night right after you fall asleep. That's funny. It is funny, but the kids will be kids. Yeah. In Utah, the 24th of July is also a holiday um, because I guess that that's when Utah became a state or whatever, when the, the settlers came over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a big firework time also. So the fi- the firework stands don't go away in Utah until the end of July. Oh, so you have celebration for like three months. Well, it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a tease. Yeah, normally you would, but it's a tease because you can't light fireworks. Oh, so, oh that's like, true. You, right, and so these kids are just like, oh, you know, they want to they want to buy the fireworks, they want to let set them off, but if they get caught. There's there's heavy fines. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't even stop and think about that. So one thing we used to do, my stepdad had this recipe to make smoke bombs. Um, and I don't know if you guys ever did anything like that. You know, you put a fuse in, you can buy everything that you need. It's a very basic chemical and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but you can buy everything at the local drugstore and use, he used toilet paper rolls because that was kind of the perfect, uh, mm-hmm. shape of them, throw a, a fuse in it, light them up and they would smoke, you know, five, mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes. I mean, it was ridiculous. So last year I live in a new subdivision, you know, they're still building stuff, but there's a lot of trees and farm and everything behind my house well i take one of those smoke bombs and i don't think about it i light it it smokes and it continues to smoke and i'm like shit my neighbors are gonna think my house is on fire fire. (laughs) (laughs) because it there's a difference you know when you're a kid you don't comprehend how much smoke those put out right but when you're an adult you're like it looks like the field behind my house is burning up and if the fire department shows up at my house i'm gonna be screwed Right. So needless to say, I still have like five or six of these little things because I thought they were cool, but I have a bunch of them left over because I don't want my neighbors calling the fire department on my house. That's awesome. If you ever need any concealment or anything, you just throw one of them bad boys out there. Exactly. I mean, (laughs) you can move behind it. it, It's so much smoke. I could pull my car out of the driveway if I threw it out in the street. (laughs) That's funny. So it's, (laughs) it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild for sure. Yeah. But... So cool, man. So how's everything else going in the life of Doug? You, congrats uh, to you. You just got your branch opened up up there. You're now a branch manager. I want to congratulate you on that. I'm yeah. sure lots of people did it before me, but they don't mean it as much as I do. So <laughs> uh, no. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little different. You know, I had to, I was out of business for almost two months. Right. Um, right. And, and having to pass off loans. And of course, now that I'm licensed again, the, the funnel is empty and having to restart, but you know, I presented in front of my local board of realtors this morning mm-hmm. and got got really good um, feedback. And so, you know, after the it's kind of hard when, in July It's probably one of the hardest months for, for me, right? Because that's the month where you know you've got and you tattoo holidays, 
Then you've got, um, I, I usually go on my um, man camp. That's the where I get together with my fellow veterans that I served with. And we go up in the mountains on our razors. And it's a, it's a, it's a week long event. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, it seems like most of July I'm not even working. Right. right. So it's, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I got a lot to learn. There's a lot of extra duties and, and stuff and, 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 um, pro not I'll say programs, but responsibilities that the branch manager has that I didn't have before. So it's going to be exciting learning that stuff and, and just seeing how, how, you know, I can run my business. Well, in, in fairness, you've done this before. All you do is overcome and adapt. Um, right. this is something that you're used to. And we talked about this before, you know, you, you can utilize some of your military training, training in order to create habits that will help you be successful. And, and you're already aware of that we've already discussed right. that. But I want, you know, the the people that are listening, I think there's an idea or a thought to some people that, hey, you know what? I can't hire this guy. This guy was infantry in the Army. What's he know of or she know about running this sort of business? But people forget about the fact that there's different things that go into daily military life that create accountability and everything else that allows a person to be a little more successful, a little more – methodical laid out, you know, they have a plan set out. And I think those are things that we talked about initially when we built kind of a game plan for you is, you know, I need a structure. Here it is. One, two, three, let's make it work. And let's, let's put this together. And I think people forget that there's that kind of accountability and that structure in the military. No, and you're, you're a hundred percent right. And that's the only way that I can, can function is be, is relating the things that I do out here in business and staying old to what I was doing in the military. Like this morning when I presented at the board of realtors, my daughters were with me mm-hmm. and my, my younger one who just turned 18, she said, are you nervous? Cause it was a full, full room. And I'm like, no, she's like, man, I'd be so nervous. If you don't to talk to those people. Right. Well, I'm like, they're just realtors, you know, nothing against realtors, but in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm used to being in front of 40 to 80, you know, mean green fighting machines and, and leading them. Well, I can, I can, I can take care of this. This is no big deal. Right. And so, you know, in reports and, and after action reviews, I mean, all that stuff applies. It's just in a different format. Whatever you just did with your mic, keep it right there because it sounded like okay. you were stepping in and stepping out of the mic range. Now oh. you sound perfect. So, oh, okay. Uh, no, but you're absolutely right. And that's one thing that I'm envious of is you can go and you can tackle on a big task like that. You know, for me, it was nerve wracking to build up to to doing that because I'm not a very good public speaker or I used to not be. And then you do yeah. something in repetition and you realize that, hey, you know what? This isn't as bad as it was the last time. Right. You know, and, and what you're discussing and what you're talking about, let's face it. You may not be the smartest person in the room, but when you're presenting, you are the room. You are the focus. You are the person that is there presenting for a reason because nobody that is in that room at that current point in time more than likely knows it better than you do. That's why you're up front. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the the mindset approach I have to take with it personally is I'm not better than anybody by any means, by any stretch of the means. But if I am up there teaching, let's say, military mortgage boot camp. I am doing so because I'm the best qualified in that room at that point in time to teach that class. Right. And I'm open. If if you say, hey, by the way, I found this out today and this is different than that, tell me. Come on, let's learn together. Let's build together. Let's grow together. Right. You know. Right. And, and I that, think that's 
that's sorry. I didn't mean to. No, you're you, but good. That's, you're good. That, that's your credibility. I mean, if you're not willing to learn and even though you're, you're the one presenting or the one, the subject matter expert, you know, in this business, things change daily. Yes. And so if you're not open and, and humble enough to say, you know what, if, if I say something that's been updated or whatever, then I just need to, I need to understand it. And I learned from you, even though I'm presenting. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's how we grow together though. That's how we right. become more efficient. Um, right. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss. Loan officers and real estate agents alike tend to miss the fact that, hey, you know what? Yes, we're all in the same job or career path or whatever it is that you want to say about your your current status with being in the industry right now. But we may all be in that same form, but we can't grow without each other teaching each other how to grow. You know, there's there's not a magical solution on how to get things done. There's a group, and you're a part of it, obviously, that we share ideas, we kick things around. And even with Military Mortgage Boot Camp, you know, there's other instructors that kick ideas around and it's for personal growth, but they, they've had that abundance mentality that, hey, if I help Doug Cook grow and Doug Cook comes across something new and he helps me grow, we all gain success. Not to mention, here's the most important thing about what you and I do, Doug, and that's we all get to help better serve the veteran. Right. And ultimately, that's what's important. Those of you that are listening, Doug, um, he's known he's the vet's vet. He is in St. George, Utah. He is a United States Army veteran. Um, this guy really goes out of his way to help serve and, and do what he can to make sure that his fellow troops are taken care of as well. And that's something I had to learn from you too, Doug. The difference between soldiers and troops, I didn't realize from a oh, yeah. civilian standpoint, we think of soldiers as, as people who wear uniforms. Right. I didn't realize there's a difference there. Troops cover... Mm-hmm basically all of the U S military, correct? Right. Right. And that's, that's the term I use that are service members or veterans. Right. Right. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll really piss off a soldier. If you call him a Marine, you'll really piss off a Marine. If you call him a soldier, right. um, and their force, the Navy, they just, they don't care because they're in a nice air conditioned room. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, brothers. I love y'all. Hey, I can laugh. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because here I am. I'm in an air conditioning room and I've never put a uniform on. But I, <laughs> I laugh because it's funny because, you know, being around so many of you guys, being around you, you know, U.S. Army, Jay McMakin, U.S. Marines, you know, being around those different types of people that you have. Uh, Andrew Paul, you know, ex-Navy right. SEAL, you have or I shouldn't say ex-Navy yeah. SEAL. There's never an yeah, ex-Navy yeah, SEAL. Yeah. He's a SEAL till yeah. the day forever. And, you know, it's, it's funny because you guys can poke back and forth at each other and you know exactly what chords to hit to kind of ripple right. the other person's feathers. And it's just, it's hilarious to see that, but it's also good to know you can see through the jokes once you've been around it enough and know that there's a true fellowship and brotherhood and sisterhood there that is unmatched and unmasked, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's like a family, you know, you, you got brothers or sisters and you, you fight and you, you, you jab at each other and everything else. But when it comes down to it, your family, you know, yeah. watch each other's backs. Exactly. When it comes down to the nitty gritty, you know where it's at. So, um, but I wanted to hopefully announce to the world and Doug cook, if I'm incorrect in saying this, let me know, but okay. I've invited Doug cook to be a part of the show. Doug can bring a lot to the show. I think he's a real big asset. It's somebody for me to bounce things off of. Obviously there'll be times where Doug can't make it to be on the show, but I want, Doug to be part of the 
the co-speaker or co-endorser of the show, and I hope you accept that invitation. And I understand that you won't yeah. be able to hit every single time like I do, but I right. think it's very valuable. And we tried this once with the Drunken Fidels, and it was yeah. difficult from scheduling and everything else. So I think if we kind of consolidate shows in together, we may have right. a little more success. So No, I'm, I'm 100% in. I'm hoping. I'm down. Good, good, good. So those of you that are listening, you know it's time to wrap this up. I, I try to keep this as short as possible. We're at about 25 minutes right now, so I do want to wrap this up. Doug, I want to thank you so much for your insight. I want to thank you for being a part of this. I want to thank you for everything you do, and I want to thank you. Now, I'm going to say thank you for your service, but I'm saying it from this standpoint. We are a free country. We are doing the things that we enjoy to do, and you played a role in that, regardless if you were behind a machine gun firing down range or you were in an office, you know, writing up orders or whatever the case may be, those of you that are listening as well, whatever role you played in help protecting this country, thank you for what you do. And it's because of you that we can spend days like today for those that are listening on the 4th. This is time that we get to spend and, and have with our families with the freedoms to grill out, to, to have our children watch fireworks and everything else without living in fear. So I want to thank everybody that's been a part of the armed forces, our first responders and everyone else for that. Thank you so much. Doug, any last words or anything? No, just, just to, to mirror what you said, have a great fourth. Don't, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> uh, if you have a little too many, find a DD or yes, please find do. a ride. Please do. If, so, but, but celebrate and have fun. Yes. If you've had too many to drinks or whatever, please lift Uber, whatever it is that you're, your local uh, programs to get you home safely. Just remember, driving drunk isn't worth it. You know, it, it can you can hurt, harm, or kill somebody else, or you can hurt, harm, and kill yourself. So thanks again yeah. for tuning in, guys. This was our special episode for the 4th of July. We will talk to you again on Friday. Thank you for tuning in to the AJ Nashville podcast. Episodes air Mondays at 6 and Fridays at 5. Thank you for your ongoing support. Please subscribe.